customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Hey, what's up and welcome in to Fantasy Football in 15 DFS style on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Michael Beller and Derek Van Riper here with you to take a look at the Week 6 DFS main slate. Interesting week we've got ahead of us, DVR, with all these running back injuries. Not a ton of high over-unders. It's going to be, I don't really even know how we're going to start piecing these lineups together, to be honest with you. Well, I think what's going to happen is, I mean, we're recording this midday Friday, and by the time people listen to it, and even closer to lineup lock when the games kick off on Sunday morning, we're going to have a lot more information about big value plays that we don't have right now. I mean, we have some practice reports in as we record this. I think the big news that just broke is that Nick Chubb is not going to play in that Browns-Cardinals matchup, so... Kareem Hunt usage is going to go through the roof. And previously, he was going to be a sparingly used option because of the other value options that were already out there. So I think relative to a typical lower scoring week where you don't have a bunch of juicy over-unders, I think we're actually going to end up in a situation where we see some pretty big totals winning tournaments because of the amount of value that opens up and the ability to really go uh, stars and scrubs with your lineup to end up with a bunch of uh, 5k running backs that are getting 7k volume and then with that you can load up at tight end you can load up at receiver or you can pay up for a premium quarterback and and that of course can pay off in a big way yeah so let's just take a look at the running back position actually because I think that's where we have to start this week with all these injuries Nick Chubb as you said out Christian McCaffrey hasn't officially been ruled out but we can read the tea leaves on that one he is almost certainly out as well. Saquon Barkley, he's doubtful. In the NFL, that means out. So you're talking about all three of those guys out. We've got questionable tags on Aaron Jones, on Ezekiel Elliott, on Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift. Kareem Hunt has a questionable tag himself. I mean, he's going to play, but still he's got one. Damian Williams, we know, is out uh, because of COVID-19. So that's going to push Khalil Herbert into a starting role in Chicago. Daryl Williams is in a starting role in Kansas City. It's like, where do you turn at this position with all of these guys injured? And you go back to the top of the list. You've got Austin Eckler fully healthy at 7,900. Delvin Cook back fully healthy at 7,700. I think that we're going to see a lot of people trying to build around at least one of those two guys. Yeah, I mean, I think 
Daryl Williams at 4,900 is probably my preferred cheap running back based on what we have right now. That group would also include Devontae Booker at 5,400. I think the game script for the Giants is going to be playing catch-up, and even though Booker can be on the field in those situations, you are relying a lot on volume, and you're kind of crossing your fingers and hoping for a TD, but it might not happen. Daniel Jones should go in that game. They'll get some receivers back, so maybe that offense is a little better shape than we thought it would be earlier in the week. But the reason I like Williams, it is a bit of a savings compared to some of these other injury replacements. Kansas City, I think, is about a seven-point favorite on the road again this week. Uh, so the game script is positive, even if they are in a closer game. Williams can catch passes out of the backfield. He can have that sort of three-down function. So I, I like him a lot just because the the flexibility using Williams gives you with the rest of your line. If you get more of that with him than you do with some of these alternatives. All right, well, let's take a look at some of the high-scoring games as well, or at least the high total games uh, that we've got on the board this week. Chiefs and Washington are the high t- highest total on the board, 54.5. you got to go down 3.5 points uh, to find the Chargers and Ravens at 51. And then what's interesting about the, a couple of games here, Cowboys-Patriots and Rams-Giants. Cowboys-Patriots is 50.5, Rams-Giants 48.5. Yeah, maybe you only think of one of those two teams as high scoring. Uh, so maybe there's some sneaky value to be found on the Giants side of things, on the Patriots side of things. And then sandwiched in between those two teams, you have the Cardinals and the Browns sitting at 49. And you know, Nick Chubb being out obviously changes the calculus in, in terms of who we are using and who we're not using. But that's not going to change the over-under. It's not going to really, really change the spread uh, much, if at all, in that game. So we're still going to be looking at a high 40s, low 50s total on the board in Cardinals and Browns. And that's also a game where we're expecting some weather to be uh, in effect here. We haven't had that yet this season, but uh, expecting some high winds in Cleveland for this game on Sunday. So that could affect the passing games on both sides. Again, it's just it's the screwiest week we've had in DFS to date, and it holds true with these totals as well. Yeah, it does. I think the interesting thing about those games where you have a heavy favorite with a high-octane offense is I I think you can find some value on the other side. I think the Cowboys-Patriots game is one where I'm intrigued. I think a lot of people are going to go after Jacoby Myers at 5,500 because he's pretty clearly the preferred target of Mac Jones and that group of wide receivers. I I think throwing throwing one guy back in a, a possible Dallas stack, I don't know if I'm primary stacking Dallas again this week and they're more secondary for me where I want to get some exposure to that game but not necessarily build around it because it might be a more balanced attack they're protecting a lead it might be uh, you know Zeke carrying 20 plus times and pass catchers being a little lighter than expected so I want to kind of pick my spots carefully on the Dallas side but I definitely have some interest in the New England side and maybe the, the better way to go is actually Hunter Henry because if, if Myers is going to be really popular Hunter Henry is just under 4k at 3900 Eight targets last week against Houston. He's had at least five targets each of the last three weeks. So it seems like his role in this offense has started to grow. I know they don't want Mac Jones to throw it 35 times, but they may have to push him to throw it 35 times just to keep pace with the Cowboys. It's uh, yeah, I think that's some sneaky value that we can find here this week. And you know, maybe you do it with the Giants also. Like, I think if maybe I mean, is there something with Washington? I mean, but we've got Terry McLaurin not practicing on Friday, so that definitely mucks things up a little bit. I mean, maybe we just go Chiefs. I mean, if we're going to be saving money at the running back position, which feels possible this week, I mean, even if you want to go with Eckler or Delvin Cook, you're talking about a $7,900 and $7,700 option as your top guy. Like, you can save there also, even with one of them, and then you can certainly find savings if you fade the two of those guys as well, and maybe you go down to, like, Daryl Henderson as your top running back. He's sitting at 6000 this week with the Rams against the Giants. If you're going to pay up uh, elsewhere, because you know, rarely do we find the savings at running back. 
you know, maybe Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey is the stack to go with this week. It's easier to get to them this week than it is most weeks, which just means it's going to be more popular. So it becomes less <laughs> lucrative, at least in, in big field tournaments. I mean, in, in cash games, sure, why not? Why not play the, the best tight end in the pool? And why not play, if not the best quarterback, one of the absolute best in the game, a top three guy is probably the, the lowest you can go, even though he hasn't quite been himself over the course of the season. I think you're going to see a lot of people spending up on Devontae Adams. I mention it every mm-hmm. week. I always look at the Roto Grinders projections to get a feel for what people are doing with their builds. And because there's so much value, a 9K Devontae Adams coming off a smash game last week against the Bengals, understandably popular. Look at his target workloads the last three weeks, 16, 11, and 18. No signs of slowing down. Every time I see Adams' uh, usage keep ticking up from a, a DFS build perspective, like a roster rate perspective, yep. it just makes me more and more interested in Aaron Jones, knowing that there, <laughs> there's going to be an Aaron Jones three or four touchdown game somewhere. And I'm willing to keep throwing one GPP lineup out there with Jones in it when everybody else is chasing that value at the running back position because we know he's capable of it. We know Jones can have a game like that, a slate-breaking sort of game, 7300 is a reasonable price. It's more than most people are paying for running backs this week. So you've got a, a very unique build for tournaments if you don't follow the masses and just throw in Adams with a bunch of value. Where are you looking to pay up? Assuming you're in that group of people who is saving at the running back position this week, are you looking more to pay up at quarterback versus receiver? No, I, I still like paying up a little more for receiver. I feel like you get better bang for your buck doing that. Uh, so for me, that's more like the guys in the high 6K, sometimes into the 7K range. I think it's, it's often hard for me to get up to where DeAndre Hopkins and Cooper Cup are at right now. Hopkins is 7,800, Cup is 7,900. I usually stay away from that group of receivers because I don't have enough free cash to pull it mm-hmm. off. This is the kind of week where I might be able to get up into that range for one of the receivers. If I don't pay up for Adams, maybe I'm going to Justin Jefferson instead, going up against Carolina. I don't think he's going to be all that popular, but... There's no reason why he couldn't go off for a big day, even though that Carolina defense is good. It's just kind of getting that leverage on the field. Uh, Cup, right now, expected to be around 10% rostered. That's pretty intriguing because even if the Rams blow out the Giants, part of how they blow teams out is Cooper Cup being heavily involved. So I don't think he's necessarily a bad play this week. I'm just... I always look at it and just think about what's everyone trying to do? What can I do that's a little bit different that's still almost as good from a projection standpoint? And I think that that high seven, low $8,000 group of receivers offers a little bit of value in that regard this week. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Let's take a look at this position just top to bottom. I mean, we can always go down to the bottom of it, and like there are some guys down here in like the $5,000 range that I do think are pretty intriguing this week. Let's uh, let's start with Sterling Shepard coming back uh, this week for the Giants. $5,000, that's a pretty nice guy to run back with almost any Rams, right? If you want to get involved in that game, I think Sterling Shepard is a pretty nice way to do it. And especially if Devontae Booker is going to be popular, like you're probably not going to find too many people stacking Giants. So maybe Sterling Shepard is a little bit less popular than he should be. Kadarius Toney probably going to get plenty of attention this week as well. So I think that's a nice guy to take a look at. We 
talked last week about the Bengals trio of receivers, and I always like just looking at where those guys are just because of uh, how that team is run, how that offense is run, and the fact that they all have pretty decent target floors. T. Higgins is sitting at $5,300 this week. Tyler Boyd up at $5,400. Jamar Chase has settled in as the most expensive guy in that group of receivers. He's up at $6,700. So a pretty big gap between the rookie and the two veterans there in Cincinnati. But I really like getting involved with those guys too. A game against Detroit. This is a defense that has uh, you know surprisingly played decently well, but does have a lot of injuries, has some issues. And it feels like a situation where the Bengals can get things going. Three and a half point favorites in Detroit this week. That's some guys that I wouldn't mind finding a way to get into my lineup. And you still have to find those sorts of players, right? I mean, just because we're finding savings at the running back position, position, excuse me, doesn't mean that we can go 7,500 across the board elsewhere. And so I think we still have some value that we can find at wide receiver as well this week. Yeah, how do you decide between Higgins and Boyd if you're not paying up for Chase? Like, that's always the question for me. Like, Higgins, I feel like we just say he's got more upside. He's younger, so... There's more to get excited about. It was 5 for 32 on seven targets in that first game back from the injury last week against the Packers. And Tyler Boyd, it just seems like, is a little more that steady possession receiver. But his role has been solid enough. I mean, even in the games where the whole trio has been on the field, he had a nine-target game back in, in week two against the Bears. So I don't, I don't think you can look at Higgins and Boyd and say Higgins is clearly better. I think the projections mm-hmm. are actually pretty similar, but people tend to gravitate more towards Higgins, which makes me just by default thinking about tournaments again say well i'd rather have boyd if i'm trying to get leverage higgins sure for cash games maybe i like him a little better but boyd makes more sense in those gpp builds yeah i think what makes me lean toward higgins is just that the target floor has seemed a little bit more stable for him when everyone's been healthy boyd can get left out we saw that last week he was the guy who got left out it just seems that he is more likely the odd man out than anyone else we know Chase, excuse me, is not going to be the odd man out. Boyd, more likely to be it than Higgins. And that's why I go there. And actually, this week on DraftKings, T. Higgins is $100 cheaper than Tyler Boyd as well. So it makes it, uh, I don't want to say easy, because I think you make good points on Higgins going to be more popular. But that's still the direction that I'm going to lean in this week with those guys. I mean, DVR, I'm clicking around and like, I, I want to get Mahomes in here. Like, I just, like, the Chiefs are six point six and a half point favorites in that game at last check and bet MGM. They are desperate to win this game. They cannot lose this game to a clearly inferior team in Washington uh, with the start to the season that they have had and with the start to the season that the Chargers have had. Like, this just feels like it's got 404 written all over it for Patrick Mahomes. I want to get him in, even if it's a naked Mahomes. I'm totally cool with that. I just, I want to pay up for him this week. Yeah, and I I think my preferred move if I'm going to play Mahomes is to go ahead and pony up for Kelsey at 7K a little more affordable than usual so I think I can actually justify it I think with Tyreek Hill being banged up that's probably reason enough to say even if he goes maybe he's not 100% maybe they have to back off him a little bit and you're not getting a discount on Hill anyway at 8500 so if you're pairing someone with Mahomes it's probably Kelsey with little resistance to that I mean I just I the secondary options otherwise behind Hill and Kelsey who knows any given week right now? There's just not a lot of clarity with the rest of that group of pass catchers. Who do you look at at the quarterback position? It sounds like you're uh, fading, not fading Mahomes, but you know, you're know you less inclined to pay up at quarterback. So who do you look at? Who jumps out at you uh, as, uh, as a guy who you can go a little bit farther down the list for? You know, it's kind of funny. Like I, I'm intrigued by Taylor Heineke at the price. He's under 6K, and if you expect the footballs to have to 
air it out quite a bit to keep pace, then you might find that Heineke gets you 20 points pretty easily. Uh, that being said, I don't know if everybody listening is like, yeah, I want to play Taylor Heineke in my DFS lineups oh, this week. Heineke I, all I, day, I, baby. I totally understand the, the <laughs> reservations there, but I think Joe Burrow against the Lions at 6,300, only a little more expensive than Heineke. The floor seems a lot more stable. We love those pass catchers, so therefore we should love Burrow in this spot. I think my only fear is that the Lions actually can't do enough offensively to keep the Bengals throwing throughout all four quarters. So that might be one sort of issue that you're worried about uh, with Burrow this week. But I, I think Burrow kind of settles in as that that sort of default value quarterback that I like. I'm not going to talk people out of playing Mahomes. I'm certainly not going to talk people out of playing Lamar Jackson at 7,400. That game could be a lot of fun. I think the Chargers defense is probably better than I thought it was coming into the season. But you look at the implied total there, a 27-24 and a half game with Jackson going up against Justin Herbert, that could end up being the most fun game on this slate. Do you have to find exposure to that game somewhere along the line? Yeah, I think, well, truthfully, no, but I want to. Uh, yeah. I, I want to have some, What's some sort of Murray? reach there. With the way that uh, with the way that the Chargers, I mean, that's that's how you've beaten the Chargers this year. That's how teams have gotten at the Chargers this year. They've been gashed in the run game, and it wasn't just Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb last week. It's been a problem for them this year. It's interesting because I think the projections on Murray are light. He only had six carries against the Colts. Game script probably had a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. In a normal game script, and maybe what they had happen in Denver uh, two weeks ago, eighteen carries in that spot, right? So if you're going to get that kind of workload, we know he can catch a couple of passes. I think Murray is only viable in tournaments because there's a lot of variance in how much he actually touches the ball. But I think he's worth considering in those big field tournaments where you want exposure and you want to do it with a player that people are generally ignoring in the pool this week, given all the other values at the position. Uh, I think the player I like the most in that game, if I'm not putting Kelsey and Mahomes together, I think Mark Andrews at 5,200 is underpriced. I think he works in cash games. I think he works in GPPs as long as you get your leverage somewhere else. I mean, the targets for him after a couple of five target games to begin the season, seven, eight, and now 13 in that comeback against the Colts, he's settled back into being the Mark Andrews that he was throughout last season after a, a little blip earlier in the year where it was like, what are they doing? Why are they not using Mark <laughs> Andrews? They've, they've corrected the problem, so he's back in. So I could actually see it being a case where if you gave me 10 lineups, I would have Mark Andrews probably in two or three, and I'd probably only have other players sprinkled into the lineups, maybe once max twice i could see andrews being the most popular player from that game it's going to be a very interesting week with all of these running back uh things that we've got going on and something we didn't even mention dvr titans are not on the main slate so you also have derrick henry off the board as well it's mm-hmm. just going to be like we're, we're so used to derrick henry christian mccaffrey a more expensive dalvin cook guys like that uh taking such a big chunk out of budgets and then fitting things in around them well that's not going to happen this week and that's going to make it a very interesting week for dfs builds if you're out there doing that we wish you all the luck in the world this weekend and thank you for listening to this episode of the athletic fantasy football podcast you've got Five days until October 20th to get yourself in the door at The Athletic with a subscription for 50% off. Go to theathletic.com slash fantasyfootballpod to do that. For Derek Van Riper, I am Michael Beller. Thanks again for listening. Have a great weekend. Let's all go out there and get all the fantasy W's that our heart desire. 